I am a podcaster, an audio engineer, and a business owner. I'm also interested in your story. We're interested in your story. Welcome to the All Things Black Podcast, where I help to tell stories of greatness from the perspectives of blackness. I interview entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs authors, authors, educators, educators, aspiring men and women who are doing great things in the black community, whose stories need to be told and heard. That's you. I talk about generational wealth creation, buying black, educating black youth, mentorship, relationships, and much, much more. Join us on Apple Podcast, Apple Spotify, Spotify, Radio Public, Radio Public, Google Podcast, Google Podcast, and a host of other streaming platforms. I drop new and exciting episodes every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in. You just might hear someone that you know. You might hear some very, very great information. God bless. Welcome to another edition and episode of the All Things Black Podcast with your host, Mr. Black Ovation. And you guys know what time it is. I am so excited today to have this discussion with three brothers that I have met that are doing phenomenal work in the community. And as you will see, they, 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 they'll, they'll let you know exactly what that kind of work is and, 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 of course, what they do. This episode is near and dear to my heart because it talks about uh, us as black men and how we can actually try to come together in a way that is really constructive in our own communities and how we can actually ele- start to elevate our community. But first and foremost, make sure you guys Listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Spotify, Google Podcasts, any other streaming platforms that you can pick it up on. All right. And let's kind of get right into it. I don't want to waste time. I'm really excited to hear what these brothers have to say. First and foremost, I'm, I'm, there's no particular order I'm going to go in. So when I, once I call that name, I just want you guys to come right out, tell a listening audience uh, about yourself. And then we go from there. I'm going to start with a dear brother, Keith. Brother Keith does run a podcast. I think you can actually listen to it on YouTube and other streaming platforms. It's called Just Our Thoughts, and he has three other brothers with him on that platform. Brother Keith, would you please introduce yourself, sir? <laughs> now, first, before I go into that, man, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for the opportunity, not only to be a part of your network, be a part of what you got going on, be a part of the conversation, but to build um, with Remus and build with Tyrone, you know, and had this conversation, you know, um, that we're looking forward to having. Um, again, I'm Keith, Keith Hall. I host a podcast called Just Our Thoughts with the Fellas. Like Dow said, we certainly can be found on YouTube. Uh, we also could be found on all streaming services as well. When you talk about Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and on Amazon Music and more. Uh, we could be found on Instagram on JLT with the fellas, as well as Facebook uh, with just our thoughts. On our podcast, we talk about national and local news. We discuss trending topics, current events, culturally relevant topics, and we certainly have core conversations. One of those core conversations we had this past Monday, we wanted to celebrate um, the month of June and call it Men's Month. We want to highlight black men in um, the work that they're doing in their children's lives, highlight the 
average black man that's you know there for their there for their kids you know there for their children so we did a episode this past monday called a father's love that's up now on our streaming services and i do this podcast with three of my best friends and we dive into these 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 conversations and you know and and get our thoughts get our perspective you know because we certainly don't hear as you guys know the voice of the black man and this is one of the things that we 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 certainly want to focus on and continue to work just as you guys are doing so thank you thank you down for 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 bringing me um on board with you man i'd certainly appreciate it Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much as well. I'm glad you guys actually, uh, you know, wanted to be a part of this discussion and came on the show. Like I said, I'm very excited about this discussion. Uh, and just yes. to let you know, I did hear that that Father's Love podcast. That was deep. Nice. I, I like nice. it, man. Nice. I like that. I shared nice. it out nice. more than a couple Appreciate of times so people can listen to it. Nice. You know, nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, any kind of work, man, trying to elevate and lift up black men, man, and black community is 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 number one on my list. So definitely, uh, thank you again, man, for showing up on the on the on the on the show. Uh, I'm going to uh, introduce our next uh, guest on the panel. That would be our dear brother. I call him definitely brother, brother Remus. Brother Remus <laughs> Muhammad is a member of the Nation of Islam. Okay, I wanted him to definitely come on the show because there is, to me, there is a a um, you know a few things that he can share in regards to the subject matter that we're going to get into. And of course, I haven't specified the topic yet uh, because I definitely want to get you guys introduced first before we go into the conversation. Uh, he and I met, I believe it was on Clubhouse and Brother Remus had a lot to share. Uh, he had a, a lot to share then and we kind of connect in that, in, 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 that, in that way. So uh, Brother Remus, if you would, sir, come forward and introduce yourself and let the listeners know who you are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Beloved, I appreciate you. I thank Allah for this opportunity to make a lot of merciful. Um, yes, indeed. I, I came out of Los Angeles, born and raised in L.A., 52 years old, um, born and raised Catholic, came into teachings 26 years ago after going off to Hawaii for college, uh, studying business, getting a BBA in management, getting a master's in Japanese business, um, being blessed to get go around the world in college, hit 11 countries. Um, my family wasn't able to do that, you know, from LA. My mother's side is big family, 10 brothers and sisters. Um, you know, but I had all my cousins and everybody, but Allah was blessing me. And I heard the minister's teachings uh, in college, the, the murder of Malcolm X, 25th anniversary. Um, black male, female relationships, youth gangs, drugs, and violence. It was never the same after that. I was a graduation speaker, you know, outstanding man in business. Um, you know, lived in Japan for two years after that, got a master's in Japanese business. But it was that feeling of everybody I love is back home. I'm not here to just post up in Japan for the rest of my life and I'm good. I had a brother that told me he wasn't in the nation, but, you know, he said, Jerry Bell, in fact, he's in the Black Karate Federation. He married a Japanese woman. He said, brother. Marry you a Japanese woman, go over there and don't come back to America. America ain't got nothing for you. Just go live like a king over there. <laughs> it just, I understand why he said that because it's just a lot of reality to that. But I just wasn't in my spirit to say, I'm good. I got mine. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> you know, y'all be, y'all figured out. I'm out of here. 
<laughs> so anyway, fast forward. It was a matter of time. I married my college sweetheart. She was in Japan with me. She went around the world as well. So we came to the nation, came back to LA and uh, 26 years old, 26 years ago. And heard Minister Ave speaking and some other brother, Minister Charles, who's now down in Phoenix. And I came in and um I was loving it. I, I you know, I, I said, Where's that where the brothers stay? They said FY House. I started staying with Brother Rodriguez in LA. So my wife at the time, she said, if I don't get all the way with the teachings and she was putting her hair, her, you know, her, her, uh, her hair garb on and she was falling in as an MGT going to class and she was loving it. But she said, if I don't fall all the way in and get my ex, can we work out our marriage? And I said, no, ma'am, if you can't submit to this, then uh, after what you've seen me do all over the world and you can't roll with this, then, you know, there's nothing we can do. We're not going to work out this marriage. So she went her separate ways. And, um, and um, I stuck. And I've been sticking and I haven't really exercised the Japanese part and all that stuff yet, but I fell in and got my ex and married Vanguard and got a 22 year old daughter now, Samaya Muhammad, you know, and so, but now here we are fast forward, you know, I think brother Gerald and I, did we meet in clubhouse? Was it? Yeah, um, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was, it was, it was clubhouse. I forget the exact uh, room that we were in, but I, I, I know it was clubhouse and then we kind of migrated over to Instagram. And then uh, we got, you know, phone numbers and we, you know, kind of, you know, corresponded Connected. through you through text message and sometimes phone calls and stuff like that. So absolutely. Yes. Yeah, well, I just wanted to lay that foundation so my brothers could get a better feel in the audience could, who I am. But then from there, I'll just end up with this end off like this for now. We'll come back later. But credit is what I got into two years ago. And I realized that we're not buying any farm and all these other things and land for ourselves if our credit is jacked up. Now, somebody else we might partner with might be able to do all that. But individually, uh, in this world we're living in, 1971, the Fair Credit Reporting Act was developed. And the way this white man is working, there's rules of the land right now with this credit. If our credit is 500, 400, I realize it's going to be hard to play this game in the current 2021 season that we're in. And so that's where I spend a lot of time now, brother, is um, bringing that to the table. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, love it. Love it. Love it. One of the things I, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on, because again, you know, you're going to give somewhat of a unique uh, perspective uh, from the title that I will be introducing right after Brother Tyrone introduces himself. Uh, so that's why I want to kind of bring you on here. So going forward, I'm going to now talk about my dear brother Tyrone. Uh, <laughs> Tyrone, he's not, <laughs> he, he, listen, uh, you know, brother got an infectious spirit, man, and he, and he, he's moving. Um, you know, whether, you know, it's whatever he's doing, the brother's moving in his, uh, in his purpose. And right now he has a company by the name of train your, train your success Academy. So again, he also has a podcast. You can hear it on, you know, basically all the different streaming platforms. And, uh, I think, I think brother Tyrone, you did also talk about some mentorship and stuff like that. So in your introduction, I think you can actually kind of talk about that a little bit. But Brother Tyrone, last but not least, go right ahead, sir. God bless you. Thank you so much, Darren, um, just for this opportunity to, to be in this panel. Uh, thank you for um, you, uh, Remus, as well as Keith, just for the work that you all are doing and all the different various experiences. Um, I am the CEO um, and founder of Train Your Success Academy. It's a nonprofit organization that focuses on the upward mobility of young black men. Um, I, I recently uh, started this about a year ago. I felt like um, I was being moved towards that 
paradigm. I am, um, I'll be 40 years of age next month. I do have a, a 16 year old son. Um, you know, and one of the things that I, I recognized about, um, where young black men need and what it is that is, the, is missing is what I call those day ones, which is the, the fathers mm. that have been in their life since day one, meaning that we're not split in paternal custody. I know there's a lot of things that take place and with the, the baby moms and all, you know, different things that you have no choice and you get the court systems involved in uh, different aspects of, of that. But um, it is a hard thing um, to teach someone how to be in their, their, their child's life from birth to 21 as a black man. That's like a whole nother um, education, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that it's, it's just, you know, it, it's not out there. It, you know, there's no book on it, you know? And so, so yes, I am the author of uh, six books, uh, including uh, Creative Elasticity it's on Amazon um, sound advice for black adolescent entrepreneurs. I am a blogger at uh, trainyoursuccess.com. I do podcasts as well. Um, train your six, train your success Academy. Um, and it's on Apple anchor, all, all the different ones to uh, speaker, um, as, as well. Um, and I do have a Facebook page as well that I post a, a lot of my content from a blog there. So, so yes, that, that's what I do with regards to my ministry, but with my public persona, I am a financial researcher. I, I'm an ecosystem builder and I'm a mental wealth coach. I do that, um, on both ends of the spectrum, young and old, because even as a 40 year old black man, I, I, I still mentor a lot of black adults, believe it or not. Right. So that, that's, you know, part of what I do, but overall, um, it's just my mission, um, is to revolutionize the minds of young black men and to do it in a way that pulls them out of this, uh, Americanized system that has corrupted their thinking. So when you get into a place that they snatch your mind, then you're going to run around and act like they act and act and think like they want you to think. And so that that's my mission is to really snatch their minds back, give them their original mind, the mind before they were birthed into this mind, right? That generational curse follows you. It goes down the line. And so when you are born into something that, um, is not of your own doing, then you have to do the work to break release from it. Right. So, so that, that's my thing. And, and again, thank you all, Darren. I'm excited to um, be on this panel. Man, show's over. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, 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 so man, I, I listen, I really, really, really appreciate all three of you being on the show talking about this particular subject of which I am not going to talk about what that is and why, <laughs> you know, I wanted to talk about it and where it came from. So the, the, the title of this um, particular episode that I want all of us to engage in in conversation is do black men need a collective consciousness to effectuate change in the black community? And I said black men and I say individual black men. I'm not talking about any kind of hyper individualism. I'm not talking about that in, in, in no form or fashion. I said black men collective. And where I got that from was that I was listening to a particular conversation on Clubhouse and it was a sister that was speaking. And she began to talk about this collective consciousness that in her own words 
that she didn't feel that we were ready to come into. Okay, now that's that's her perspective. That's her uh, idea. But she didn't feel like we were ready to come into at, the, at, at this point. And she was saying that basically she was loved. She would love to see it, but she's not going to wait on it. Okay. So I'm, I got to thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe this is, maybe this is something that we begin to, you know, to talk about and then see how we can actually start to, uh, regardless of uh, religious background, regardless of political affiliation, regardless of all of the different things that kind of hinder us and keep us apart from one another. I want to see, you know, how the, how we can start to bridge that and start to really have that, you know, single collective conscious to be able to move as a unit of men to really go about, you know, changing our own environment. So uh, with that being said, do black men need a collective consciousness to effectuate change in the black community? I don't want to necessarily pick a person to go first. So if, if anybody feels compelled to want to begin to start the dialogue or the conversation, by all means, jump in. If not, I'll go ahead and pick somebody, somebody, somebody to start, start the conversation. I don't mind chiming in on that, Brother Remus. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I would say absolutely emphatically yes. Uh, I'm reminded of the most of my life. I'm saying that our unity is the key to our success. So when I heard you speaking on that, Sister's Wisdom, we have to um, we have to be united. Um, there's no way around it. We have to come together. And I, I see that happening through leadership, through those that know and have the spirit of minister. For sure, we have an example of how to unite a man that called a million brothers together. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a lot of it is respecting where people are at and the wisdom and the God that's in them. When you're looking at the black man and woman, you're looking at God. You're looking at a lot. So we taught that. So it's, 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 I think a lot of that goes back to us mentally being able to handle and allow someone else to not be identical to us, but we still can embrace them. So I just I just landed right there for, for the time being. Okay. I certainly um I certainly go ahead, brother. Yeah, I'm agree. sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I certainly agree with, with, with Brother Amos um that absolutely um we can. Um and it definitely has a lot everything to do with unity. It has everything to do with trust, it has everything to do with your village. Um being uplifted and you having your village in mind um to win you know and whatever win looks like um for the individual so i i certainly believe that you know that we can and that at some point we will you know um i am from a one of the poor cities in the country and there's no bad to honor the bear um which is from in camden new jersey and there was a mayoral candidate um uh, that was running um, there's a, you know, uh, there's, um, there's a campaign that's going right now. There's an election that's going on. And I literally watched our city divide into three ways. And, and for me to watch our city divide into three ways and tearing each candidate down in such a way, it was, it was, it was heartbreaking, um, to see this. And it's, it appeared to me as if we put another layer of dirt on top of the hole that we're already in. Um, so I think um, when I say trust and when I say, you know, the unity, you know, I thought I think about the, the, the that just one particular election that's going on right now. 
And um, it's definitely disheartening. So, you know, I think trust is a huge part of what we need to 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 to, to gain, you know, when it comes to the, the black man that's standing right next to us. Okay, I, I definitely got some questions off of what each each of you guys said, brother uh, Tyrone. You wanna you wanna you wanna chime in or? Absolutely, I I I, I will totally agree uh, with with Remus and as well as Keith with the trust and unity being the key to our success. Obviously, um, there's a lot of revolving parts, you know, to get a lot of black men to think on the same level. We can come together, but to think collectively as one, mm. and that that's a whole um, level of education that has to be attained. But yes, we can, we can do anything. Yeah, absolutely. I agree wholeheartedly with that notion that, yeah, we do need a collective consciousness in order to affect the change because when you think about these groups in America um, that are, you know, getting funded and, and, and moving circumspectly and strategically, they operating as the unit. So if you say something about any particular group, they're going to come out and jump on you, right? Right. right. And, you know, like, like with the nation, obviously I, I love uh, Mr. Louis Farrakhan anti-Semite. They, they love to throw it out there, right? So when, when, when you operate as a group and someone throws something at you, the group comes. That, that's one. Yes. That's one, right? So I think if we can operate like that and we don't let people just drag our name, these young black men, our name through media and just kind of step on us and show all of this, you know, these erratic behaviors of the police against our black men, then I think if we can combat that and, and begin to collectively uh, paint a different picture, then the, that, that consciousness is, is automatic. Go. Got it. Got it. Got it. Love it. A couple of you said trust. So I, I, I want to know how was that trust built? Because one of the things that I've experienced in my lifetime is that it's, it's kind of difficult to get us to trust one another. It's very difficult to get us to trust one another. So how do we go about building that trust in us as black men? Right. Number one, uh, how do we go about doing that? And 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 on top of that, what, what do you believe are some of the unifying factors? Because we got to get to a point where you know, we understand what a rallying cry is. Again, regardless of your political affiliation or whatever, right. we got we got to understand it. You know, understand what a rallying cry is. You know, so that we can be able to move uh, as a collective unit throughout the throughout the community. So, 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 how do you how do you begin to build the trust, and how do we begin to understand as black men that we got to understand uh, under unite under a specific banner, and then understand what a rallying cry is. Okay. I think you mentioned how are we building the trust, brother? That yes, sir. How, how do we begin to, b- to build that trust among black men, among us as black men? I think the undercut is that has to happen first when I say the undercut. Like the first thing is we have to be trustworthy. And so that's a very individual work. That's why I go back to the ministers. Um, uh, self-improvement is the basis for community development. So if we don't individually get better, if I don't go deal with my pain from when I was growing up and stuff that I didn't like what my teacher said or my dad or, or some, my first wife, you know, and if that's still haunting brother Remus, well, ain't no sense in you talking about building some trust with me because I'm not even trustworthy because I haven't done the work on me yet. Mm-hmm. You see? So, and therefore no sense in talking about the rest of the community because so <laughs> this is the kind of work that individually has to happen. And so we have to really exhort one another to that kind of truth. Like there's some pain. So brother, you don't like when somebody tell you this or somebody 
seeming like they over you, you know, because of maybe some stuff that happened or you see. So, and, and if we don't bring that sensitivity to understanding and embracing one another, then we're not going to build because there's some stuff there that it's not even about what brother Tyrone said or what brother Remus said or what brother Jake said. It's, it's really about what happened before that. You see, when our brothers re-stimulated on something that's messing with him and upset him. And so we think we go harder with brother. That's just how it is. Black man's how the truth. And we just, we kicking it and we saying things, but we don't really know that person. And that we, there's a certain sensitivity. So it's a little bit of a slowdown in order to speed up. And then we can say, okay, now I understand where that brother's at. I know where he comes from. I see. And a lot of times, you know, society and the brother, the sisters in clubhouse, we're not willing to, to be vulnerable like that. We're not all oh, be tough. Don't brother, you know, don't show no emotion. And, but that's not how Allah gets down. You know, this Allah is extremely passionate about what he's passionate about. So we have to be cool with that and understand that we have to, to build trust. We really got to get to know each other. And, and it starts with knowing ourselves and being honest. And, you know, to whatever degree of being um, vulnerable and being honest and being real. And then from there, like people say, we're keeping it real. So there's a thing out there today that says, well, you know, uh, be real. Um, you know, we want to settle on the best part. We're not trying to be raunchy. It doesn't mean come down to the street level, but it does mean, hey, if you're really dealing with something, we got to be honest about it because we got to get that dealt with so we can really move forward. We can't be emotional on these higher planes of life. And we still tripping off on some stuff. It'll it'll mess up whatever we're building. It looks like everything's going good, and all of a sudden something to creep out from who knows where, and now the whole thing is vulnerable. So that's just my thought on trust. Okay. Go ahead, brother Keith. Yeah, I, I I certainly agree when you talk about just simply standing in the bathroom mirror unapologetically saying to yourself, am I trustworthy? You know, looking at yourself on the inside and say, am I able to hold this weight? Or does my hidden agenda get in the way? Um, I think that's one of the most amazing things that we, you know, we kind of skip by. You know, it's easy to blame others it's easy to point the finger, but to stand in that mirror and say, um, can I hold this weight? Is it, where's the win for me while I'm assisting this other person um, to try to get to a point in building the trust? Um, I also would add to that um, intentions. I do some, um, I actually, didn't take, take the chance, and I'll be honest, I didn't take the chance to, to tell you my background in, in counseling um, with individual marriage counseling, family counseling, and mental health. Um, one of the things that I share with my clients, and I try to add this to my life every day, actually, my lady and I just was talking about this today, was our intention. Um, when building relationships, I know my intention with her is to be with her for the rest of my life. So irregardless of what the situation presents to us, how she says it, the package that is delivered in, the words that's chosen, um, I know that our intention 
just to be together for the rest of our life. And I liken it to how you build relationships in your community. Um, building that, that, that network, um, building it with other agencies, knowing that I want the best for you mm. because this is the best for everybody. And that it's the win for me is the win for everyone, not the win for myself. That everyone wins in that. And, you know, to bring it home is similar to the relationship that I'm not just going to win in this relationship. We both got to win to be champions. You know, so we, 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 we talk about the, the being trustworthy. I also add um, being intent driven when it comes to building that community, building the community, the black community. Um, so it looks like the way it should look. You know, I didn't get a chance to see the um, the movie on the Tulsa riots, but I know we're all familiar with it. But being able to get to that space, man, where we can do things and I don't have to worry about if this brother has more than me um, in terms of things and stuff. I'm applauding him and I'm happy for him. And yet it still drives me and motivates me to continue to keep pushing. And there's no ill intent there. So, you know, for me, I, I, I also, I always bring things back to being intent driven. Um, definitely, uh, definitely something I'm actually going to look at even more <laughs> that you brought this up, man. I appreciate that, Daryl. You know, I'm going to, you know, kind of dive into that even more so. But yeah, being intent driven for me is important. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. So you're looking at intent. You're looking at mm-hmm. being trustworthy. You're looking at doing the internal work, uh, brother mm-hmm. Remus. I heard, I heard, I just heard brother say, uh, "You want for your brother what you want for yourself." In other words, trying to get Absolutely. the jealousy out of your heart. You know, when you do see somebody successful, cause, because really and truly, that success is your success. You know, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll save the rest of that thought for later. But uh, brother Tyrone, brother Tyrone, what do you, what, what are your thoughts, sir? Absolutely, um, very powerful shares about. Um, uh, community building, doing the inner work, you know, Keith's position around therapy and mental health for black men. We've been able to operate in a space where we can come to the table vulnerable and to open up and say, hey, you know what? You've been through a lot. I've been through a lot. He's been through a lot. Well, why can't we talk about that? You know, pull, pull that out. So we can get on some level playing field with it. Because a lot of times you can, people hold stuff against people. That's, oh, I got that on, on my brother. I ain't going to share my deepest thing, but he was vulnerable. He shared his, and I'm going to grab that and, and kind of have something on it. Those moments, you know, contributes to that trust factor where a lot of, a lot of dudes are really um, hidden with those things. They don't want no, they don't want nobody to have a leg up on them or have a one up, right? Where they can later on go throw it to social media or just, you know, post or have something to say because a lot of our culture with the battle rap and social media and everything that is taking place with our young men now, it, it's, you know, they looking up dirt. Like, let's take, for instance, um, Kevin Hart when he said something about the LGBT and he got black ball from the Grammys, right? They'll go and dig up stuff. So we are having to come to a table with, with, with young men to say, hey, you know what? Can you do the work necessary? 
right? So you can operate in this environment of trust. It, it, we have to build a culture around trust. It's an environment, like a fraternity. That's why a lot of our, our, our black men in HBCUs um, join fraternities because they recognize that within those circles, there are things shared, secret handshakes and different things that they're like, hey, I can expose myself in this group and I know it won't get outside of the group. So I think that's the, the importance of that trust factor with the, the community building, healing, and really doing that inner work. So we can really project out um, the success that we want because basically if you got your inners beat up, that's what you're projecting. So here I am, abused, traumatized, the same, you know, a lot of my friends get shot and killed, just poverty. That's all I'm bringing to the table. That's all I'm filled with. I don't have no sense of reality when it comes to anything as a collective. You know, um, like you say, um, some of that could spill out and it just downs the whole ship, right? So back to you, Darren. I love it. I love it. I love it. Any, anybody with anything else that they want to add before we kind of move on? Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll chime back in with what I heard and uh, what it did to me in terms of the intention, being crystal clear, um, putting an intention out there that is bigger than all of us. Many of all of us that are with the minister, you know, there's an intention of what's in motion for the most organized moment that will outlive us all physically. So it's understanding that there's this clear intention and and then again, along the way, okay, hey, whoever can further this along, great, you know, and so, but it's an honesty. And it's, a, um, I love what brother was saying about really being able to, if you can't see the vulnerability in somebody else and cover down and still recognize, okay, hey, yeah, you know, um, you know, and I say cover down, meaning I'm not trying to kill you because I see that you're still working on some stuff. You know what I'm saying? That love, that mercy, that the minister say, you know, we all don't want to give mercy to the next person, but we all want to receive some mercy. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's and and that's really dangerous, I think, to build in any long term anything. It's, it's this idea that, well, I got to put on a facade that I'm perfect. I got to put on this facade that and now we lying. Now we can't really build anything. And now it's a lot of sisters out there say, well, if you just would have told me that's what you was dealing with from the beginning. We could have rolled with that. I would have been okay, but you kept that away from me to make a decision, and I can't even, now I don't trust you. And <laughs> now we back to, you can't just be real. And now you're thinking, well, since she wants this, or he's looking for that, so I got to say this. And now you're not even, you're not even real, and so you allowed, you don't even allow your brother, your sister to, to show their mercy in their heart, and then to cover down and help you, because we, you know, all of us need each of us. So I think it's that that we bought into this uh, that, you know, man created, wherever it was created, wherever, we, you know, wherever it originates, it's another conversation, but we, this, we have to try to appear to be something we're not. And that's because what we are is not good enough, right, wherever we at. And, you know, know that it was a work in progress. Doesn't mean that we get an excuse, but that intention being so strong now makes all of us step up and, and, and have to become better and become more. Okay. We got to have somebody working on this. Because these parts we have to work on, we got to, but if we can't be, put that intention, I like what the brother said, bringing it all the way together, intention, and then um, the, the realness, um, then I think we got a chance to uh, to really do something, and we put it out there, we don't have to apologize about, man, it seemed like if I leave out the house, they're trying to kill a brother, you know, 
that's some realness in the atmosphere. You can't, that's until we handle that. There was a, I don't know if you guys heard on Clubhouse, there was a brother, um, there was a there was sister, Lucretia. Y'all familiar with that Lucretia, our Cree story. Mm -hmm. But anyways, the people were rallying around about, some people were in the room saying, um, and we gotta, we gotta enact some revenge on these white folks because until they start losing some lives, this is gonna just keep going on. And some people in the room were saying, hey, don't talk about that. This is Lucretia's room. If you wanna start your own room. And, and other people were chiming back in saying, look, man, this is something affecting all of us. And so that pain, because some of us try to go along and get along, and there's a lot to be said for that in some sense. But if you're compromising the truth and you're not even breathing anymore, then you're gonna, it's gonna come out anyway. So we gotta talk straight words and just really be able to um, come together based around the truth. Okay, okay, I got it, I got it. I wanted to ask, and, and I think you guys already, you know, somewhat touched on it, uh, but it's, it's almost like you kind of segued into the next question. You know, from your perspectives, uh, how much do you think, you know, mainstream society plays into black men not really seeing themselves as 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 a, as a collective unit because like i say a lot of times i hear this you know hyper hyper individualism you know set myself apart from you know the rest of the community and stuff like that mm -hmm. so therefore mm -hmm. i don't necessarily want to identify as that type of 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 black of, of of black man or whatever the case may be how, how, how much do you think you know mainstream society plays a, a, a role in that Daryl, I wonder if I wonder if some black men get to a point where they're just frustrated and tired of the bad examples that are highlighted within our community and want to distance themselves in that way. I wonder if we as black men just get so done with it, you know, mm -hmm. that when I walk to the store and I'm taking my family out to eat or we just picking up something to eat and white folks are looking at us not knowing, wondering, you know, is he, who is he on the inside? Um, often we can, I, I, I believe when it comes to black folks, we're the most forgiving people ever. Um, but but white folks, the judgment on their face when we can walk in the store. And the good thing about this man, and not to not to go off of your topic, is I'm sitting here talking to three brothers, man, that know exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to the prejudice and the judgment when there hasn't been an action on our on our end whether we're driving in our car and we see police when we're walking into the store and just regular customers and clerks, um, you know, just watching us, got an eye on judging us and trying to figure and try to put us in a category. So when you asked that question, the first thing that came to my mind was the, the thought of a black man that's doing well, that's doing okay, that's not in, the, in any nonsense but just tired of being in that, people putting him in that space of, I think this is who he is. I think he's one of the bad, quote unquote, bad apples, you know, um, just because he may want to dress, um, I guess, update, updated, um, just because he wants to wear the latest 
uh, Jordans or something like that, putting us in a category. Now, nah, this brother worked hard for these shoes, <laughs> you know. So I wonder um, how, you know, when you mentioned that, that was the first thing I thought about. But I do believe that um, to go back to the, the initial question that. Um, that it is highlighted in terms of the. I, I, I'll say it this way, um, drama sells. Nonsense sells, you know, and I think those are the things that are put out there. You know, if I'm answering your question right, because you put you took me to another space. That's just how my mind works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the nonsense sells. You know, if you see nonsense and mess on on TV, you know, it's going to be it's it's going to have great ratings. You know, same thing with on social media. You know, when you see in fights, you know, people posting clips on fights, it's getting millions of views. You know, so I think it 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 puts this um it puts this it paints this picture and it shows other folk who don't have the understanding, who don't have the capacity, who I'm not gonna say who don't who won't take the steps to understand that we're more than just that. Um so you know to answer your question, man, I think it plays a huge part. Um, on the outlook of who people think we are. Um, if I if I answer the question, because I think I just went off right there, Daryl. <laughs> but you know, that's something I want well, to. Well, that's something that just as soon as you mentioned, that's something that I wanted to share, man. Yeah, and 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 and, and I, like I said, I just really wanted you guys' thoughts on that uh, because mm -hmm. I because I do know that you know the images that are portrayed, you know, for a lot of us are exported throughout the world. And most of the time, they're not really the images that, that are readily available to, you know, to us, like, 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 like the people that are really trying to do something in the community and stuff like that, like you, like brother, mm -hmm. Amos, like, like brother Tyrone, right. These are, these are images that are, are kind of pushed back to, you know, to the, to, to the background. And we don't get a chance a lot of times to see those really, really positive and pro images that we should see except for the ones that they want to, you know, allow us to see. Like a lot of times I go and I look up different periodicals and different magazines and I'm like, well, damn, I didn't know this person, you know, who was black, you know, it was a black male. I didn't know this person was doing X, Y, and Z, you know, right. but, but I want to, I, I, I just wanted to kind of ask that question just to kind of get your, your guys uh, uh, kind of thoughts on that. Anybody else want to jump in? Yes. Uh, Tyrone here. I, I will thank you all for those incredible responses. I, I want to say a couple of things if I could about the mainstream society. It, it, it definitely has an effect on our young black men. Um, but one of the things that we have to under, understand is, um, and I want to read a quote from W.E. Du Bois. He, he wrote a, a paper called Of the Training of Black Men. And he says, no people a generation removed from slavery can escape a certain unpleasant wellness and gotry despite the best of training. Meaning that you didn't produce the system, so you have to become what I call a intellect mature in your intellectualism to handle it. it. It won't go away because it's not your system. Right? We created a system with black Tulsa. We had a system. They, they ruined our system because it was going to drown out their system, right? The reason why the, they, the images and everything is played like a record player around in these communities and in the airwaves 
it is damaging to black men, but it's not their system. That's why we, the collective consciousness is so important so we can build our own system and create our own images so we can have the intellectual maturity and training to look at that representation and attack it. And say, nope, that is not who we really are, right? Go against it. We don't have to dance in their pool and say, pull down the image in their pool. It's not happening because we didn't create the pool, right? So that's where the collective consciousness comes in at. And as a definition of intellectual maturity, it's the ability to tolerate uncertainty, the ability to withhold assent, the ability to withstand contradictions and recognize the merit of opposing views. The merit of these opposing mainstream societal views is the fact that we can create our own reality. But like, what do we do a lot with this, with regards to, um, you know, this mainstream reality, we put black on everything, black Hollywood, black Twitter. We throw black on every little black, by black, the black community, right? We put black on every aphorism that you know, right? But the reality of that is, is just that that's our way of being a collective consciousness and creating an intellectual maturity, you know, around this system. Yes, the mainstream society is supposed to belittle and downgrade the guy that can exterminate the race. Why wouldn't you do it? It just does it makes sense to do that. We could eliminate them. But you have to go against what it can do, can destroy you. And we obviously understand that twenty fifty, twenty sixty, you know, Caucasians will be a minority in America. And not even to us. This is going to be more of the Spanish Americans than, than African Americans. So that, that's why we're like, what, we don't get the tech, right? But again, we don't have um, no political backing. So that's why the Asian bill came out really, really fast when they killed those, those ladies in the spas, less than peaceful old ladies. But because they had a home, they contacted America and said, I need to get that fixed right away. Or we're going to have problems. We don't have that. Right, so you can keep killing our brothers. You can keep destroying us within, and we it's just better take it. Uh, God bless the, the leadership of Ghana in making a way for us to come on back and kind of solidify that and pull those those ties together. But overall, mainstream society is doing what it's supposed to do because that's not our system. It's their system. So they're they're in essence saying, how are you going to try to dictate to us within our system how to how we decide to display those that can destroy our race. Back to you, Darren. Come on with it, man. That's what I'm talking about. Now we, now we, now we, now we kicking it. This is what this is what I'm talking about, brother Remus. You want to add on to that, Chief? Yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, just my my two cents is that um, absolutely the the the, the imagery um, it has a huge effect on us. I mean, it creates the norm. You know what you see growing up, one years old, two years old, five years old. It it, it creates the whole view, the whole dynamic, the whole. Um, of what you're thinking is normal, you know, um, the diameter is what I'm thinking to really say, um, circumference in this whole conversation, right? They create what's okay, what's acceptable, what is the norm. And that's why coming up out of that and having a consciousness of individuals and brother spoke earlier about having fathers that are there from one years old to 21 years old. And we have that void. And so the examples of what, how we view women, how we view men, how we view each other, all of that, we have to weed through it. There's some truth in some things, but to settle it on the worst part, which is what the media does, think about the Million Man March, why yeah. it's so crucial to be able to see a whole different image of 
you know, a hundred brothers together in peace and no alcohol and everybody and no degenerative conversation. That would be newsworthy today, let alone a million, uh, close to two million. Um, so those images, we have to control all of that. We have to not because we're running from any kind of truth, but because we're settling on the best part. We have instructions in our DNA to settle on the best and to recognize don't be quick to kill each other off. We this is a process. This is a this thing called living. But if you have a system that is so ingrained in every angle to kill you off, you don't have any good credit, anything good that you do, it never existed. Any you know, someone else is taking credit for the good that you do, and you never see good in you, it has a huge damaging effect on the psyche, the individual. So that's why you have to have such a say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud, because to counter the 99% of the atmosphere that's saying, if you're white, you're all right. And if and the only thing that's valuable is trying to get as light as you can. And so it takes a, a, a concentrated effort to deprogram ourselves, we're taught, right, from this nonsense that we get all the time. We have to come back and take some time alone and just really realize that you are made perfect. You're the beginning of all of this. You you have to focus in on that or else your own mind can start playing tricks on you. So the, the media, um, social media or mainstream media has a huge effect in that regard. I love it, man. It's it, it, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love it. This is what needs to be heard. So basically, again, controlling the narrative, doing the work, doing the therapy, you know, looking in the mirror, you know, the assessment whether or not man if you you know are trustworthy again this would you know these are some of the things that you guys are saying that would would to start to to facilitate us thinking about a collective conscience right um you know and again i'm thinking about you know checking your brother because i know you know with the with the with the nation and correct me if i'm wrong uh, brother remus uh you know you guys when you go out there is it what, what i see when i see the brothers out i do see that collective conscience i see directive Right. I see purpose. You know, I see intent. Right. And I'm not taking away from any other organization or anything like that. I'm just saying that's what I see. And I think a lot of us actually see that, you know, you know, the, the same way that I see it. You know, you, you again, you see the directive, you see the purpose, you see the intent. Right. You see the one mindset. And, and of course, in in that in that there is there is still growth. You know, that there's still growth. You're still growing in that way. Uh, is it would, would there be a correct uh, assessment or, or no? Absolutely. You know, there's an unapologetic love for, for black when you're dealing with the nation. It, there's no sense of, well, my blackness and upsets you. So I got to apologize. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not. <laughs> you, you know, there's a sense of all of what you said that comes across. And that's why it's for everybody. That's why Osama Elijah Muhammad knew Mr. Farrakhan knows. Whether you join and call yourself a Muslim and I'm in the nation of Islam or not, you're part of the family. That's at the core of the teachings. And that's why I won't I won't let people just in the space I'm in, you're just going to say negative that you heard about Farrakhan because, yo, some Jewish people are, your slave master yo, is upset because he's busting up their whole world with the truth. Not busting it up with some, let's go, everybody come together, let's go physically kill him. You know, he's busting it up because the truth comes on the scene and the truth is the black is the beginning so but if we can't agree on that and we got to apologize because well, my job is at stake now because they don't want to hear that it, it causes a mental damage 
And so you don't see that mental damage with those that are following Elijah Muhammad that are with Minister Farrakhan. You don't see that. I'm trying to laugh at jokes that ain't funny. And, you know, you don't see this fakeness and you see a love for that sister, for the brothers. You see, a, you know, and so it's a balance. It's a process. You got different. Everybody in the nation is not monolithic. You know, we all come from I didn't come out of Islam. I didn't grow up. I'm the first one in my family that says, OK, cool. I mean, so but I'm not a Middle Eastern type Islamic person. There's a process in North America that we've been through. And so I love it because it addresses just falling in love with self, getting back to what were we before we became what slave masters made us and our names we still wearing. And I mean, it's all that has an effect on us. So it's it's a heck of a thing. It's much more to it. I know the minister likes to say a lot. We have to rethink the teachings of the most Muslim Muhammad. It's it's you know, it had to come in some umbrella of, of a teachings and everything, but it's it's something that speaks to the soul of individuals, black, brown, red, yellow, and even white folks. Um, you know, the truth is beneficial, but we have to just begin to see what we see and tell what we see, and we can't but candy coat what we're looking at, and, and we got to hold people accountable and ourselves. And well, definitely, we do that. We definitely, it's an environment where you know, men sharpen men like steel sharpen steel. And so, but also, you know, love have to, you know, be present. And that's why the minister becomes so crucial because his explanation, his understanding of the teaching of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, a lot of people were taught by the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, but where are they at now? Where are those that will bear witness out loud in front of the world to the good that they got and the love that they got and that the strength of the unity and the, the love. And so it's time to be healthy. It's time that the planet needs us to, to stand on, you know, if we were the type of people that put bombs on our back and blow up the whole world for what we've been done wrong, we'd have did that a long time ago. It's a very unique kind of people, these so-called Negroes in North America that we're a part of. We, you know, we, man, we, we go above and beyond to be merciful and understanding and give them another shot to our own detriment a lot of times. So all of that. And, and then something. Got you, got you, got you. Anybody else want to, add anything additional to the, you know, what we're talking about right now before we kind of move on. No, no, I'm, I'm, um, I think, I think both summed it up, man. (laughs) Brother summed that one up, but you know, um, something I'm learning too, something I'm getting a better understanding of, um, that love piece. I think that love piece brother. is is crucial. Brother, when it's 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 it. How can I love another brother if I don't love myself? Come on with it. How can I love someone else when that love for me is absent? When I don't even know how to love. So how do I even express love? How do I show love? And, you know, we we know that love is an action word. And if I didn't see the action of love in my home, how do I, as an adult, begin to display that love that um, that needs to be displayed? So, you know, um, I would add that love in there, too, man. I, I, I think um, Brother Remus, man. Um, that was a that was a that was a that was a nice um, that was a nice piece, man. Um, something for me to think about as you continue to, you know, as we continue to grow and as we continue to mature, you know, and throw away the, the dirt that's on us, 
you know, and begin to become um, whole, you know, because it's a it's a lifelong journey and becoming whole. But the trauma that we dealt with, you know, the pain that we dealt with as 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 kids and as um, teenagers and then coming into, you know, adulthood, you know, the hurt. So it's 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 getting the um, it's getting the, the the treatment, getting the better understanding, you know, finding yourself, you know, um, I think it's so it's so crucial. Um, there's a scripture that says when he asked when he came to himself, um, it, it, it talks about where the man came to himself. He found out who he was and he put away the childish things. The childish things isn't always toys, but the childish things can be, you know, those things that you did literally deal, deal with as a child. You know, so I, I, I just definitely think that the love piece, man, is something that is kind of glossed over. We may talk about it, but do how often do we dive into what love really looks like? You know, so yeah, that's um, that's that's a that's a that's a great piece, um, Remus and Daryl. Thank you again for bringing that up, man, and allowing me to while I'm talking, <laughs> learning more about. It. I think I feel like I'm talking to myself right now. I'm talking to you all. Nah, I'm man. talking to me at the same time. Nah, go ahead, bro. Go, so go yeah, ahead, nah, that's dope, man. That's dope. So <laughs> no, nah, um, yeah, that's good, man. I appreciate it. No, man, I, pre- I appreciate every last one of you, one of you guys, man, and your perspectives and your knowledge and insight. Uh, I think that's, you know, just listening to the conversation and I'm, and I'm drawing back to brother uh, Tyrone uh, when he <laughs> initially talked about, you know, uh, the day ones, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of us didn't grow up with the day ones, so we don't necessarily know how to um, express uh, that type <laughs> of that type of love, you know, because we weren't necessarily <laughs> never shown that. So, again, you're dealing with a community of black men, you know, that you mentioned earlier, talking about the trauma you know, the different things that we have to go through on a continuous basis every day yeah. in this society to try to navigate this world. And one of the, one of the missing pieces is, is love. You know, how, how, how do you, how do you love, uh, you know, a black man properly? You know what I'm saying? Not in a freakish type of way, but how do you love a black man properly? Even, even from another black male. So, Absolutely. so, so a lot of these missing elements uh, that you guys are actually talking about is, is some of the things that will actually in my, in my mind anyway, will be able to allow us to move forward you know, as 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 that is that is that unit because man, just just going back, uh, the brother Remus when he was talking about the Million Man March, I I was I was blessed to make that right. I was right, blessed to right. make that event uh, in '95. I remember that. And trust me, man, you talking about now? I'm a, I'm I'm a dude. I'm a dude. But in, inside, man, I was crying like a baby, man. I'm like <laughs> I'm like man, let's yes, look at this, bro. I'm like look at yes. man, look at this, man. Yes. And you go back and you it was powerful. Man, and you go back and you, and they try to thwart, you know, the, the numbers, talk, you know, talking about they relegated to, to about maybe 500,000. And you're like, man, listen, <laughs> I was there, chief. I was mm-hmm. there. They no way in hell that this was 500,000 black men in on that mall right. that day. Absolutely. There's That's no right. goddamn way. So they had to go Not back and get a, yeah. they had to go back and get a, um, well, I forget the name of them, but they had to uh, do an aerial shot and they yeah, did some kind of, um, Yep, but they had a military. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Military, you speak and that. And pictures, and they could count every person. There's a way if they have the technology. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so they did that, and I'm like, now, now this sounds, this sounds a lot. This sounds a lot, you know, more, 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 more on par. But, but, but the day ones, brother um, Tyrone brought up. You know, I, I, I think it's definitely an essential part, and I think that's why his work is actually so important too, 
because he's doing that type of mentorship. With, with that being said, uh, 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 dear brother uh, Tyrone, what are some of the things that you, you know, as you, as you go about your mentoring, you know, with, the, with, with, with young and old men, actually, because you did mention that, with young and old yeah. men, what, what are some of the things uh, did you try to demonstrate to the to the young ones and the older ones in the in the way of trying to show you know black men you know uh, that type of love? Um, what, one of the the first my first sentiment of of the, the being able to love and to come together and to be in oneness and unity is education. You have to place a value system on learning, reading, self knowledge. I think we have been through so much that we put learning to the number 10 spot and we put earning money to one because mm. economic poverty changes how you feel about life. Like right now, if, if somebody is saying, Hey, you, would you, I'm going to give you a full rad. You'd be like, well, first of all, let me go get a job. Cause I, I, I'm broke. I need to pay my, I mean, all of this stuff comes up to throw away the reality of what is, most important and because i go into the educational component then that allows me to deal with the various issues that men deal with on a daily basis spiritual growth bible knowledge evangelism missions mentoring marriage fathering being a friend how do you be a friend a lot of black men know you know how to be a friend they think being a friend is getting with a guy uh looking for chicks smoking weed or getting to the bag Let's go grind and hustle. We equate friendship with, with all the things that it seems to make you cool one another, right? And that, that's just, that comes with our culture because we come from the hood. So we normally gravitate to that. Uh, sexuality, physical fitness, your life purpose, jobs versus what a career it is, finance, managing your time, male passivity. There's a lot of passive black, you know, that are in the middle class that will not take a step foot down the ladder at all. They just, it's, they, matter of fact, there's a lot more, I did a research on this. There's a lot of successful black men that are more quiet and will not even be uh, bold and brash about their wealth out of fear someone's going to ask or rob them or something. So there's a lot of closet rich black men in America, so to speak, right? And we talk about emotional balance, domestic violence, pornography, substance abuse, crime prison, AIDS. I mean, the list goes on and on. Like a lot of what I do is you have to cover the holistic spectrum of the black man. He is made up of a lot of different moving parts. And so when you center him um, within his own um, self-worth, then he can begin to do that inner work as we spoke of earlier and begin to put some kind of focal point into his mission, meaning that Keeping the first thing first, kingdom, my faith, my, whatever it is that is helping you to build that platform and your foundation for living. So that's the goal. Let's get your base back, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times with us black men, we float through life and wake up one day at 45 and realize we've never built the foundation because we didn't have the time nor the fathering or the mentoring or the tutelage to tell us to take a step back and build your self-worth without this stuff. If someone took the jewels, the clothes, the cars, the chicks, the, if you take all of that from a brother, he might feel lost. 
he, 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 he built it on the Americanized system of materialism. A lot, a lot of these brothers, they, their things are built on it, right? And so with, without the real self-knowledge of who you really are and to say that I am still somebody with nothing, then that's the foundational level. Because right now, just to throw my knowledge into a group of black men is redundant unless I really start to unpeel some layers and, and begin to bring some things to the forefront. I can't even begin the teaching until six weeks after I do a course or something. The teaching won't even begin. There's a lot of unraveling. There's a lot of, um, you know, wisdom that must be present, you know, so we can get a firm foundation so we can begin the learning process. Why? Because you have to unlearn as the late great futurist Alvin Toffler made mention of. You have to unlearn, learn, then relearn, right? You, you have to go, it's a, it's a whole butterfly process of, of transformation, man. There's a lot that you've got to unpeel this system out of your, your mind because the first thing first and biblically as a, a kingdom prerequisite or mission was repent, change your thinking, think differently. No. You don't have to be broke no more. Change your mind. If you are broke, then you, here's, the, here's the gospel. You don't have to be broke no more, right? That's the, that's the foundation of it, is coming in, chopping away at the fleshly idealism of fake success. Because you've already been fed so much from 20, 30 years on this planet, you don't get to step into another reality right away. No, it's seed, time, harvest. The, the, it, you, you got this, it's a process. And so for black men who are in their forties and their fifties, they understand what I'm saying because of the maturation process. That's why a lot of in the circles that I speak with and a lot of these other adults that I work with, they're like, man, we don't, we don't want young black men to even touch the office of marriage until late thirties, early forties. You're not ready for it. First and foremost, we get, we have broken it down from the age of 15 to 25 where down that, that is so critical for your thirties and your forties. A lot of men skip that stage in their development because the brain is not fully developed until the age of 21. That's why I said one to 21 has been a day one father. So you can get your child from birth to 21 for that maturation process of the mind. The, the, the son is not mature yet, but the mind is because the, the brain is fully developed after 21 years. So you start from 21 and now you've got another three or four years, go to college and trying to figure who you out, right? So where in 25 comes in, you're not done being through the last 15 years of hell and how water. You got two kids, baby mama's all over the place, seeing three, four people get shot. I mean, you done had a full life at 30. I just spoke about this on my podcast because like a lot of these black men are, are acting like they're retired at 35, but mentally they are. When you start dealing with coming off the porch at 10, 11, 12, by the time you're 35, you, you, you've had three lifetimes. So most people just now begin to walk into their past and process. So I'll yield the floor to you, Darren, but it, it, it's important that we build that foundation up so we can really embrace the love. The love is there, but without a foundation for it to land, then you have a lot of brothers just fake loving and then getting stuff to usually get their brother, right? <laughs> you know, been able to sing jab their way, man, like battle rappers. You know, been able to take little pieces of their vulnerability and then use it against them. So that, that creates distrust. Look, brother, you just said a lot. <laughs> you, 
Yeah, you you, you yeah, you went in there, man. Uh, yeah, so did. You went in there, brother. Uh listen, any yes, anybody else want to build on what what uh, brother Tyrone just said? No, I'm not following that. I'm not I'm gonna stay away from that one, man. Are you are you sure, man? I mean listen. Uh, yes, sir. It, it's not a, listen, listen, it's not a, listen, it's not a competition or anything like that. No, man. I know. Any, I'm any, saying yeah, that jokingly. Man. I got I'm you. I got you. Yeah. I got you. You know, I'll say I'm not going to follow it. I'm going to add to it because I still don't want to compete with it. But, uh, <laughs> um, you mentioned, um, you know, wisdom must be present, knowledge, living a good life, you know, bringing value to the situation. These things, is, and the value is not, like you said, just the, the way that society feeds us. Oh, okay, just the material elements of it. Of course, we need material things. We're material beings. But, um you know, the value is not in whether you got the Rolex or you got the, the Corvette or whatever the thing is, right? It's, that doesn't bring value. And I know so many women, and particularly talking about brothers right now, that are, you know, related to our to the struggle of all of us, our people. And um, sisters are looking for wisdom. You know, they're looking for knowledge. Sisters can go get across the board six figures, seven figures, and but they're still yearning for some knowledge, some understanding. There's something that's in that black man mm. that they just don't have. And so... If you just if we can embrace that as men, as boys growing up and teach moving forward, like you said, we have to unlearn what was done in the name of a lot of times Christianity. You know, that's it, a low hanging fruit. We have to um, recognize that a lot of things were done that in the name of Jesus that weren't all good. A lot of times in clubhouse, I've seen brothers throw away all God, all everything, all religion because of what was done in the name of and they so therefore a lot of times they disconnect from the wisdom that's in the scriptures. There's mm. some wisdom yeah. in the scriptures, you know. But if it's tied to my stepfather was a Baptist preacher and the way he did me, so the hell with all of that. Okay, let's back to looking at what happened and and being able to confront. It's not easy to confront some things that we've been through, and so to unlearn some things, you got to go back and understand. Well, what did you learn? Well, who said that? Where did you first hear that? Where did your grandmama and them start talking like that? It's it's important in LA, you know, across America, across the world. Really, you got Bloods and Crips and these gangs. And well, go back to a time when there was no gangs, no called Bloods and Crips. What were you before that? And I know your 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 roots are deep, big brother. I know you, but OG, you you got three or four, five generations in that. I get it, but there was a time before that that you weren't that, you know. And that's where back to again the wisdom of Elijah Muhammad that. Before you were that, what were you? Before, you know, Columbus came, what was... See, we got to get back to that. We have to understand that we've been taught to use these term, to, some of these terminologies that are very divisive. And if we don't understand that, the charge around a lot of these words, then we don't understand. And so um, the connection to the Father was talked about, seed, time, harvest, the seasons of life. You know, a lot of, a lot of seeds, you don't plant them today and they just grow up tomorrow. But as a young brother, you have to understand that sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, that that some of this stuff you got to nurture for a year, two years, 10 years. And, and and then you might start seeing the fruit from what you've done. It's not a everything's not microwave. Everything is not. Well, KFC got three cars in line, but Taco Bell only got two. So let me go over Taco Bell drive through. You know, what I'm saying it, everything don't have to be right now. Some things you have to the, the valuable things sometimes take a little time. You know, they have to hear and know because they won't. We just can't assume all of us had some good knowledge here and there everybody on this call obviously we had some good mentors and but there's things that whoever we had could have did better but it's a constant 
process that no matter what, if you've been here five years, well, your little brother, sister's being born, they just being born. Well, you got stuff that you know that they don't know yet. So it's a constant being able to be a teacher and be a student at the same time. And that's um, that's it. And so immediately I would say to a lot of younger brothers and all of us, we could really exhort people to your story is valuable. Your knowledge and what you've been through, good or bad, has value for someone else to know about. And if you can um, begin to tell your story and monetize who you are, what you've been through, you can pay some bills and you don't have to change. You can you'll evolve. If you just are truthful with self, you'll recognize, OK, that's not serving me anymore. That got me through that time. But I don't have to continue to stay like that or what's working. Might You might continue to highlight and do more of that. So but I just wanted to say that. Um, and hopefully add to what brother said because I sure don't want to compete with all the man, wisdom brother was dropping. <laughs> man, he, he, he was dropping, he was dropping some some bombs there. But everybody has been saying, you know, things that I think that are pertinent, very necessary uh, for us to really examine, you know, what it would look like for black men to have a collective conscience in order for us to really effectuate change. Uh, one of the pieces I, I do want to, I do want to say, you know, for everybody on the panel, you know, the the you know what brother uh, Tyrone talked about. You know, in in terms of, you know, really breaking an individual down per se, uh, before they even begin to talk about the more important stuff, right? Uh, you know, basically, you know that 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 is a showing of love, you know, because I think in the scriptures it says somewhere, you know, Thou lovest me, feed my sheep. You know what I'm saying? Give me, give give those people the necessary information, give them the necessary knowledge in order for them to, you know, move forward. Right. Uh, so so I so I so I do love all of that. And, and every last one of y'all, man, has been hitting in. And I hope the listeners really, 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 really uh, have something to take away uh, from your time spent on 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 on, on this show. Uh, Brother Keith, did you have anything uh, you want to add to it? No, no, I, I, you know, I was just listening. And one of the things that um, I don't know, one of the things that come to me is 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 value and the value that you, that you, I guess when you look in the mirror and we talk about love and loving ourselves, but I think about value too. And it's, it's, it's connected to love, you know? Um, and, and so, so value those things that you value, you know, um, it's a priority to you. You put a higher level yeah. of responsibility, you know, on that thing. So, you know, when I love myself and I value that, you know, so when it comes to my community, when it comes to the building of um, of our village, when it comes to building a relationship and finding a sense of self and bringing the young one up under you. And if not your son, you know, someone that's able to look up at you and say to yourself, I am a mentor mm. at the same time, putting yourself in a position to be mentored you know, continually mentored as we, as we age, you know, so I, I, I think of value, you know, um, and how much, how much value you can use. So if we talk about, you know, the, the plight that we're in now and the plight that we've been in for such a long time, it's because they don't have a sense of value of us. They don't value us at all as black, as, as black people. So for me, it's that, it's that value that, that stands out. You know, um, and how you value the 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 um, the younger black man and what his life is worth as well. You know, so we take that on to ourselves. We take that on ourselves in terms of how do we? I have some right now. I have some um, 
some young men that tap into me. I was part of a um, a mentoring program and uh, back in the early 2000s. Now these guys are late 20s, you know, and I think I'll call them little bro now. They like, I'm, some of them are flourishing. I'm loving seeing, talking from going to talking to this guy who had a hole in his knee, a messed up t-shirt, angry at the world to providing for his family, looking at pictures with nice hardwood floors, being able to provide for his family to see that change, you know, means so much to me. And it's the impact that we have to, we, that we have, you know, our voice means a lot, you know, so I think it's just taking, you know, um, taking advantage of what we have, passing it on to our younger ones, our younger black men, and, and know that their life is valued as well. You know, we can also talk about, you know, we could talk so much about how the white man doesn't value black people, but how much do we value our young black man that's mm-hmm. coming up behind us? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna put a pin in there. You, somebody you know, was ready like to say something? Add, they wanted to add um, the value in the nature of a thing. I think it needs to be said that the black woman, the black man, there's a nature in the man. There's a nature in the woman. And I don't hear that talked about enough that in the nature of just say a woman, she wants to be made secure. Now that can take on many different um, elements, aspects, facets, but it's in the nature, you know, um, of that, of her. And vice versa, you know, and to be made secure. And that nature has been so played with. Um, you know, boys running around trying to be girls. You got, you know, the, back to the day one, the men not being there. It's something about just men all being raised by women and there's no men around. There's something not in the nature of, of the development in that, that, you know, needs to be looked at and understood and, and dealt with and so just um i just wanted to say that and bring that into this wonderful conversation that's so rich you know value in the nature love in the nature just study of nature there's a there is a natural way to be um and they fit so beautifully together you know and if, but if we if we're not even clear on what it is to be based on all these different experiences that we've all had and the lack of and and abundance of and all these different things, then I definitely think it's a good stabilizing conversation to know that there is a nature in the black man and woman. I just want to say that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Man, I'm loving everybody's contribution. I'm loving what everybody is saying. It's resonating heavily with me. I got a meal now. I can go back and feed off (laughs) for a couple of days. I'm going to go back and really, you know, listen to, to, you know, to each one of you and uh, try to incorporate a lot of the principles and things that you talked about in my life, you know, going forward, because even though, you know, we're older, life doesn't stop, you know, learning doesn't stop. Uh, we got, we got to continuously, you know, keep going on that same directive, that same path. So, you know, for me, it's one thing to absorb it in the moment, but it's another thing to go back and then study it and be like, okay, you know, this I, I may have missed something, so let me go back and pick up on that. But I, I'm, I'm going to say, man, right now, from from what I'm listening to, and 
Brother Remus, uh, you kind of almost segue what you did segue into my, my, my last question of the day. I know this is getting kind of long. We're over an hour right now, which is typically some, something that I don't do. I normally only do about maybe 30 minute episodes. But uh, like I say, I got three of you, three brilliant minds on the, on the phone with me and sharing their different perspectives and experiences and stuff like that. So you can't relegate that to, you know, any really amount of time. But uh, we do have to at one point put a pin in it. So I'm going to say this uh, with the with the last question being said, like I said, Brother Remus, you kind of segued into it when we were talking about the sisters. I, I, I want to know, you know, just, you know, as a as a as a thought. What what do you guys think if if we were to be able to bring that about, what do you think seeing a collective consciousness, a directive, purpose, uh, intent in black men, how would that affect our sisters? Because our sisters, are, in my opinion, are kind of waiting on that. You, you know, it's it's one thing to have it in one individual man, but to have a safe environment where that they can be themselves. Be, that where they can wholeheartedly be themselves is 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 a much greater idea. It's a much greater purpose. It's, you know, it's it's far greater than just having one individual like that or ten individuals like that. Because right now, I, I look at our sisters and I know that they're not that they 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 are hindered. They they don't necessarily they they can't move like they would be like Brother Remus said in their own nature right now. So how much how much do you think that that would affect? our women, man, when they actually see, are able to see that and an example of that, how, how, how do you think that they would feel when they finally witness that from, from us? Let me go first for one reason, because I got to get off in about eight minutes on this other Zoom. I got to get on, but I really wish, I, I can't wait to listen. So I'm going to be real brief as I can with this. I think it'll mean everything. Um, there's a part of the black woman that hasn't even shown up yet because she's been having to be the man and the woman and everything. And I thank Allah, thank God for her. But the reality is when we step up, she's doing her part. She can't help herself. When black men step up and become who we are, have to be and come together and unite and not tripping and wanting for our brother what we want for ourselves, we're looking at heaven on earth because then she can fall back in love with us again. Because I know a lot of her in general, her is upset and in pain and, and is frustrated and you know, and, and really loves us and is doing her best to love us in our in our unperfect condition. Definitely not all the way there yet in our in our jacked up condition. But, you know, when we can step up, man, her nature, we've all seen it in different ways. It can't help itself. And then she can be, you know, she can feed us properly, the food, the physical, the mental, the there's a there's a there's a there's a way it's set up back to the nature that she's a divine protector in her nature and vice versa. And so we've been made so other than ourselves, and we've been made so using the woman to come against and kill off the man. There's not, not a man alive, black man that has an experience and feeling how consciously or unconsciously women around are able to use this system and, and kill us off. And so whether it be child support, this, that, whatever, a lot of ways. So when she's frustrated and she ain't in her natural state because we're not doing what we need to do and we're not coming together and being the example of rising above emotion and loving on each other and being brothers and being that million man march spirit and not tripping and, and handling our business in so many ways and taking charge. And then her nature can't help but say, man, and there's so many treasures that I know I haven't even as great as that woman is, we all can bear witness in our own individual ways, I'm sure. Uh, there's a whole 
reality that is still waiting to be birthed. And I just believe that's going to be, mm. um, that's, that's coming for us for doing this work. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, big brother, man, for showing up, man. We, we I'm, I'm going to definitely, uh, let you know what's going on, uh, offline, you know, but I know you, I know you got to go, but I just want to thank you, man, for showing up so much and, and, and contributing to the conversation. Thank you for inviting me, brother. Definitely a pleasure to be amongst the guys. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So, so brother Remus, I know you got to go, man, but, uh, but, but like I say, man, you know, not now you got, you know, you, you got more brothers, man. You can actually talk to if you guys, you know, want to, want to, want to connect offline, brother, brother Tyrone yes, and yes, brother Keith, you know what I mean? Yes, definitely. Uh, yes sir. But, uh, I'll, but, I'll be in the wings listening. I might not be able to contribute to the conversation, but I'm, I'm happy in the backdrop while I'm doing this other zone. Okay. All right, brothers. Appreciate yes, you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, anybody else want to kind of weigh in on that before we actually uh, close out? <laughs> I, yeah. I'll, Go, go ahead, Brother Keith. Go ahead. Well, um, you know, I think when it comes to um, when it comes to our our sisters, man, I um, I, it's something so their strength, man, is so amazing to me. Um, just to watch, you know, um, personally, my mom and you know my family members to know what my my lady has gone through. You know, and to get to a place that she's been in, to watch so many other black women um, succeed in whatever success looks like for them, um, for them to be waiting on us is so amazing. To lead um, not only our families, but to lead black people. Um, you know, I've I've watched um and i've i've read different stories of um coretta scott king and the effect that she had on dr martin luther king and um mm -hmm. and how the her words her support her care for him through his journey you know when he's out there fighting you know other um activists black activists and their wives you know, doing the same thing, that support um, and the weight that they carry while their husband is out there on the front line. I did a podcast last summer and the one thing that we were talking about relationships and we were talking about, I think someone asked me about black men and dating. And one of the things that I did mention was black men will date anyone. But white, what did I say? Black men will date anyone, but black women specifically want to date black men. They're loyal to black men and they want to see them. They want to see us succeed in such a way that is so impeccable. And I think they're, they're, they're yearning for us to, as a whole, to take over and to bring back that sense of normalcy and what normalcy should look like for them where they don't have to carry the weight um, of their sister who's struggling in, in her household that they don't have to carry the weight of you know their aunt who is on her own you know and don't know where to go with her son you know so i think when it comes to black women waiting for us to take that torch and when i say us i'm not i don't mean individual homes I mean, collectively, mm -hmm. to take that torch and be able to stand collectively again in unity on that front line so they can 
really take a deep breath and say, we can sit down now. Y'all got this. You know, so I, I, I do think um, for them, it would be such an awesome thing. It would be so relieving for them, you know, to be able to take a step back and sit down as a whole. You know, a lot of homes are doing this. Um, a lot of black men, you know, are taking a torch in their homes personally and doing what they have to do for their uh, for their for their group, for their family. You know, but I'm just I'm just saying it as a whole. So. You know, that's um, that's my contribution to it. That gotcha. I, I, you know, that's gotcha. the picture that I have in my head in terms of, you know, women ready to take their rightful place, you know, um, and stand right behind us or stand right next to us and not always have to lead and make decisions for their young black man to make decisions when it comes to their dad, you know, and where he's going to um, and his um the rest in the latter part of their dad's life, you know, I'm just bringing up examples. So, you know, I just, I, I do think that, um, you know, black women, they're waiting and they, and with anticipation, you know, for, for us as a whole to take our, to take that torch and run with it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, before, uh, brother Tyrone, before you go, I just want to kind of say something real quick. You know, you 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 listen to you listen to our sisters. You listen to black women. They they you know a lot of people say okay, well they're loud, they're boisterous, they're X Y and Z, and 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 for the most part, a lot of that is true. But one of the things I think that we don't necessarily think about is is the fact that they're and they are in a just as hostile environment as we are. We're made to take the hostile environment. We, we we have the we have the physicality to you know to 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 take on the hostile environment. We can we can you know uh, blaze trails. We can chop down trees. We can do all of that because we have the physicality to do that. Right, right. They're not necessarily born that way. They're not made that way. But you got to understand that our women have to navigate this hostile environment. Then the fact that they have to, ho- to navigate a hostile environment with us, which is one of the reasons why I brought up this topic, right? Mm-hmm. To begin to, you know, you know, for the listeners and you know the, the rest of us to say, well, wait a minute, man, let me let me let me think first before I do something that is going to harm a black woman. Whether or not I know her, it doesn't make a difference. I just want to try to make us as safe as, a, as as an environment as possible for her, and I think that's one of the biggest things that a collective conscious would bring about with black men. Brother Tyrone, go 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 right ahead, sir. Yes, um, just, just a, a couple of quick tidbits. Cause I know we're closing. I just want to just thank you again for this opportunity to speak and to be in the same room with these intelligent intellectual brothers. So, so yes, th- this is a big, big deal for me um, because of um, having a lot of strong black women in my family, right? My grandmother gave birth to 18 kids. Um, she was a pastor for 30 years. My mom gave birth to six children and my grandmother, her mom, you know, gave birth to 10 children. So between two grandmothers, that's 28 children that, that came out of that. And so when you talk about strength, then when you come out of a foundation like that, then it really sets the tone. So in a sense, I understand the pain, you know, of a lot of our black sisters, what they're doing with, they're like, man, you know, um, it, it pains them. It, it really does. It, it's, it's a hard sell 
for them to have to, like you say, carry their own burden mm -hmm. and the burden of a black man. They wasn't born to do that. They, it wasn't their, their duty to do that. And because of our lack of, um, of understanding and knowledge about these systems and the way things work, then they have to bear the brunt of that. I do know this part, though, um, with regards to black men, that the system has been an uproar since day one. We just, you, you got to accept the fact of that, right? That every, we have, we are so much of a threat to America that I think black women fail to realize that sometimes, right? They just yeah. feel like we just don't want to take care of our kids with their be, you know, and we just lazy. We don't want to do nothing. Ain't nothing against us. We just, you just don't like me. You, you, you know, you knock me up. You don't love me now. Here I am, wedlock another baby out here. You running around, got all the other girls, right? But they don't understand that's a sickness behind it for a lot of black men. The mental development, that's, that's why I was talking, you know, speaking on that with regards to um, 15 to 25. That's why I was like, a lot of black men are not ready for marriage until their late 30s, early 40s because of what we have just come through. You're not, you're not ready. You, you have to get your foundation. You got to know what it, what it means to treat women how to love her and respect her in a lot of regards. Um, and again, you, you got, um, if you can look at a lot of these black love shows on YouTube, you'll be able to see that a lot of these guys are in their upper forties, married, and they're still dealing with issues that they should have resolved in their twenties. Does that make sense? Like, right. They're, they're really, they're fighting through that. They're like, Hey, I, I got a six figure income. I got multiple children. I can handle my business. I'm, I'm the breadwinner for my wife. She loves me. Everything is all good, but we are still struggling, right? Mm -hmm. so it, ain't, it ain't that your resources are all good that eliminates the struggle that, okay, you, you have a provider. You got two cars. You got good credit. You're a great black guy. You're middle class. She ain't got to work. She takes care of the kids, but y'all still struggle. If that makes sense, right? Like there's still a, 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 a reality there that you still have to deal with whether the black woman is carrying it or not. Does that make sense? There's a lot of healing and therapy that is needed on both parts. Yes, sir. You know, uh, based on the what we've been in and donated with the system. So that's my thing on with, with regarding um, the re restoring of the heart of black women. You know, they, they want strong black men, you know. And if this happens, as you alluded to, the question was, what will happen as a result of us stepping up? Marriage rate will go up, obviously. The, the, it's going to kill wedlock births. That's going to damage that. Divorce rate going to go extremely down, right? Like all, all of the factors that are really, really high, once the black man steps into his role, all of that gets swelled. We, we kill all of that because we realize now um, we understand, we will understand the science of mating. We won't just randomly go try to knock up as many tickets as we can and then we you pop up with a baby now, oh my God, I got you know, I got a baby, I got my baby mama now. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's that's not intellectual master. Don't do that, right? That's the damaging to our community. So you gotta educate young men to say, no, that 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 kills our community. Vibration. Don't kill the vibe. Right? Don't kill our vibe with that. Right? Just going around knocking up chicks and then you still out here, you know, um uh, you know, a free agent so to speak, where you can still run around and do what you feel, but you, you, you putting babies in our community without no economic base. Stop chilling our vibe, right? So that, that's my thing with that. And, and, and again, it, it's a, like you say, it takes two to tangle. We all understand that. You can't come to your father and say, hey, um, you know, I'm expecting, well, it took both of y'all. He didn't tie you up, right? <laughs> it just do what he wanted to. But it, right. it, 
right? It, it takes two. That, that's what our parents always taught us. It takes two. So don't come with your sad story like, oh, sorry, mom, we're pregnant, right? No, no, no. It takes two. You was a willing. It was a willing participant. You should have been like, hey, look, don't touch me unless you got yourself together, right? <laughs> don't don't touch me, you know. But but again, women they love hard on on men that do that to them. You know, they they love hard. So I think that that's another episode in itself. But again, I, I'm complete yes, with that uh, girl. But yeah, I'm, that we we once we get in our rightful position, the 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 plight of the black woman will be a lot more better. They're amazing. I got uh, my wife. Everything. I I mean, I'm. Everything that I had to overcome, I mean, I owe her millions of dollars. I mean, I just want to do the world because of her carrying that pain, you know, that burden, all of them things of me not having no mentor, no, no nothing that could prepare my mind to, for marriage. I wasn't ready. I, I, mean, I wouldn't suggest a lot. That's why I say, you know, you got to get ready. You have a foundation. You got to have your mind right. You got to know what you want. You, you can't come into a situation not knowing who you are, confused. And now you got a wife and kids. It's just, that's not the game plan, right? So I yield to you back to you, Darren. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel right now, man, but I, but I, but I think this was a really good uh, conversation. Cool. Amazing conversation. I can't wait to hear the playback. You know, I might, <laughs> I might sit up and edit it uh, tonight, <laughs> to be totally honest, because there was so much that was said in that. But we are at that time, and uh, again, I just want to thank you guys for coming in and 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 saying what needs to be said, and hopefully we can, you know, at one point come back to the to the table and talk a little bit further, and then talk about some of the examples and things that we're currently doing to make that to make that a reality. This has been the All Things Black podcast with your host, uh, Mr. Black Ovation, and again, listen to this episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, Radio Public, just about all the streaming platforms. So uh, I want to thank the listeners for always tuning in. And again, thank you guys so, 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 so much. And to Brother Remus that did have to leave, thank you very much, sir, uh, for doing that. And uh, actually, um, one last thing, and I'll, 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 I'll let go. There was supposed to have been one more person that, that, that showed up, but unfortunately, they were not able to. And that's Dr. Ernest Green. So I want to give him a shout out as well. Uh, and, uh, again, this is, this has been phenomenal, man. So, so again, thank you guys. And, and until next time. Thank you. I got the mic. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Jones, brother Reed. Thank you, man. Appreciate thank you, Gerald, man. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, I'll stay strong. Stay back. Stay strong too. God bless you all. God bless you. Thank you.